1: If you're a tennis fan,
2: you'll love Betting Weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.
0: Well, we've got a new champion. Italian broadcaster and journalist Daniel Keller is the man to take on this week after claiming the title courtesy of an inventive play on the Roma Torino game. This week, He'll take on the only handicapper to ever defend the crown successfully, James Easton. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, European edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me to give us his picks and assess the selections from our challengers. A reminder, our guests only get paid if they appear on the show, and you've got to win the head-to-head to stay on. Steve, a nice same-game parlay. Saw Danieli win last week, and sometimes... You've got to be get get a bit creative. You've got to look beyond the obvious obvious to get these winning plays.
3: Yes, it was uh, good. Good morning to you, Dan, and to James and uh, Daniele. Sure. It was a good uh, pick from from Danielli. He read the game well. He knew that Roma would struggle after that trip um, to Eastern Europe, and uh, I think it was a late equalizer against them as well, wasn't it? So he read the game very well. Um, I thought uh, I think Rory will look back and consider himself as unlucky because I think he went with the percentages, he went with the stats. I mean, how often would that Real Madrid derby not have more than um, five cards in them? I think probably three times out of ten. So he, he was unlucky in that respect. And, and we mentioned the Barcelona winter nil stats as well. So I think he'll look back and think uh, it was just one of those. But that is betting. And, um, you know, I was I was surprised we only got one 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 win from the boys out of four. But um, it could on another day, we could have got all four in if certain things had gone in a different direction. Yeah, plenty
0: of plus money picks last week. I mean, Danielli turned a profit because you're tipping plus money picks. So good selections, uh, Um You can't all, always rely on Jose Mourinho, as all of us have found over the years. But um, uh, they did what, what, what you suggested they might do uh, last week and they came good for you.
2: Yes, because Roma, I think any time Dybala and Lukaku are going to be on the pitch, are going to be good values for goals. They do create chances. They play well against Torino. They create chances. Lukaku took his goal really, really well. But it was a very hard-fought game against an informed Torino, who, by the way, lost yesterday at Roma against Lazio. But they are improving and, you know, with Zapata up front and with the plenty of options they got in the end, they finished with six attacking players on the pitch. They created chances. They scored from a set piece against Roma. So uh, credit to them. But yes, in the first half, he was uh, tight because, yes, Roma came uh, from a midweek game in Tiraspol. So in the end, he worked out a fair result. To the draw. Uh,
0: James, it has been a while after three weeks on the spin, including two wins. How's your form been recently?
1: Yeah, it has been a while. Great to be back, Dan. Um, My form's been pretty good recently. Uh, League One is my thing, as you know, all about the French top division. And um, some interesting things going on there. We've got two teams at the top of the table who we're not tipping on, I don't think, this weekend in Brest and Nice that nobody would expect to see at the top of that division. So it's an interesting league standing over there at the moment. But yeah. Feeling good and um, quietly confident about my I like that.
0: Today. I like the confidence. We've got some good plus money picks over the course of the show. So stick with us. Uh, just a word on what happened in midweek and what didn't happen in, in midweek to a certain extent. Danielle, obviously you focus on Serie A um, mainly. Um, games in midweek, does that make it easier when you look at the weekend card because there's a bit more recent form or does it not matter? Is it harder to to keep up with injuries that have happened on Wednesday and Thursday nights? What's your take on the games coming thick and fast in Italy?
2: It makes it more difficult, especially when there are league games, because, for example, today, Thursday, the day we're recording, there are three fixtures in Serie A, and that automatically eliminates from my selection four <laughs> games at the weekend because, yes, um, Frosinone play Roma, but then the games of Fiorentina, of Empoli, of uh, Bologna, of Monza, they're all affected because I'm not quite confident in betting two matches ahead of me. So that's already restricts the selection. But yes, of course, there is a more work involved because you need to uh, focus on the Tuesday game, on the Wednesday game, uh, work your odds quite late at night after the Wednesday games are finish. I mean, it's all good fun. But obviously, for anybody who looks at football and analyzes football, you want to have as much time as possible to watch the highlights, watch the game, read the papers, see the comments and make your own mind. Now, obviously, the turnaround is uh, pretty quick.
0: Uh, it is an 18-team league in France, uh, uh, James. I mean, is there a sense that that is working out? I don't know how many midweek slots there are. In uh, in Liga this season, but it was designed obviously to take the workload uh, off off the French game. And obviously, we've in England we've we've seen League Cup matches this week. We've seen a full round in Spain and and in Italy. And again, from a betting point of view, you've got all week to to assess what you're going to look at for the weekend card.
1: Yeah, it definitely helps on that front. Dan, you've you've asked about the midweek cards. I don't think we have a single round of midweek matches in France this season, which is obviously a result of going down to. 18 teams and having only 34 match days. The thing I think is crucial here, Dan, I think it will benefit the sides who are only playing in League One as opposed to having European games. They're the teams I think are going to benefit. Nice are one of those sides. I'm mentioning them because I backed them pre-season in the without PSG market. So it will be interesting to see once we go through this very busy autumn schedule for the teams who are in Europe whether the sides who haven't been playing in Europe benefit, I think, in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that obviously France ditched the League Cup a few years ago as well. So it really has slimmed down the schedule. Steve, don't know if you've got any, any thoughts on this. is always an awful lot of soccer uh, midweek. And as, and as betters, you know, we can get sucked into playing on various different leagues because we want to get involved. But sometimes if you can have a more considered pick, you've got a big run to the weekend, you don't have to worry as much about midweek injuries and so on. Does it make it a little bit easier for betters?
3: Yeah, I, I I hate midweek rounds. I'm absolutely delighted the French have gone in this direction and moved to an 18-team league. I think it's going to be very productive for uh, for their teams in Europe as well. You know, the Bundesliga have had a very similar approach for for several years now. Um, I actually think the Premier League will be better doing it this way. The Championship's ridiculous, isn't it? 46 games There's a midweek round every other week, for goodness' sake. Um, and it is it's challenging because I mean, like Danielle said, our champion here is certainly fighting uh, different elements this week. Not only a challenger coming for his throat, but it's effectively Danny down It's like he's betting in the Icelandic league where he's restricted to like five or six games um, because we don't know at the time of recording what the results are in the three Serie A games. So it's, it's very, very ch- challenging territory. Uh,
0: the rules are simple. If you've not been with us over the first few months of the uh, season, two picks each from our challenges. whoever has the best record with their selections. Stays on for next week's head-to-head battle. If we have a time, we haven't had one yet, uh, then Nigel Seeley, our content director at um, Because We Win, will decide uh, who the winner is. That's what we think is going to happen if we get a tie. Let's hope we don't. Uh, Danielle, you are the defending champion, so you get the first pick. Uh, Lecce Napoli is the game that you're focusing on here. Napoli are minus 117, which I think is a really good price. Lecce plus 325. Uh, With the draw up plus 285, just tell us what's been going on over the course of the last few days, week or so at Napoli. It's not been easy for them both on and off the field, although it got a little easier in midweek. They were without a league winning three. We've had situations with their star striker as well. Just uh, let us know what's been going on first.
2: Yeah, the TikTok gate now it's um, (laughs) exploded and after Victor Ossiman and his agent found out that uh, Napoli had posted on TikTok a video that mocked him uh, for asking for a penalty in Bologna and missing it, they were threatening legal actions. Now, I don't know if you guys are on TikTok but last night I spent a few minutes on TikTok of <laughs> Napoli and you know the content that Napoli put on TikTok is absurd, it's very left field, depends on the taste they mock players, they mock opponents, they do these kind of things I think the video that they post is a little bit of a bad taste but it's not the first one they did. but by the way, judged on the reaction of the players yesterday, 4-1 win against um, against Udinese. Ossiman scored, Cravacelli scored, well give the social manager a pay rise
0: Hmm. indeed come on then let's get the selection for this one where are we going what's the play because once again um, you're ordering off the
2: menu and you've
0: got a bit creative with us
2: I'm going to go for Napoli win and over 1.5 goals Plus 120. By the way, Lecce and Napoli on the same points in the table. So who's the favourite here? Well, I think the champions. They haven't had a great start of the season so far. And the chemistry between the players and Rudi Garcia is not quite there. The Frenchman asked them to play more directly. Less passes. Lobotka, who was one of the most... Creative midfielders and best midfielders in Italy last season now is mostly running backwards. Osimhen and Quareselli have been subbed a couple of times. Not extremely happy about it, but they did react against Udinese. By the way, it was Udinese who is was in very very put form. So you need to take everything with a pinch of salt. But finally, we saw Quareselli scoring. He hit the post twice. They were convincing. They were uh, they were the old Napoli that we admire last season. Now only two wins in four uh, away games so far season only one cliche against Bologna I do think Napoli might go to Lecce and actually concede because the weakest point of the team is the center backs because um, Rachman is out the new assigning Nathan we haven't seen as much Juan Jesus I wouldn't trust him Ostigard as well so they are perhaps a little bit shaky but this is Napoli who last season collected 45 points away from home best attack best defense Ossie man, fired up, of course, midweek. They got um, they got uh, Real Madrid. Lecce zero shots on target against Juventus. Sixth in the table. Three wins out of three at home. Maybe they're working out another miracle. I think the champions are going to win this one, but it could be a high-scoring game. That's why I go for a win and over 1.5 goals.
0: The thing is, Steve, I just think that... that I mean, I know Daniele likes a plus-money pick here. Fair play to Daniele for doing this, but... Napoli just minus 117 looks value to me. How do you see this game?
3: And there's no doubt about it. Minus 117 does look a very good price on, on a Napoli side, who really should be much better than, than Lecce. But we're in a head-to-head contest here, Dan. You know, every single cent matters. So I can certainly see why Denny ellie has got creative. But but secondly, and I had this with Ruri the other week, if you are betting on these combo same-game parlays, how much do you fear the 1-0 exact win for Napoli? And I think the answer is really not very much because I look back, only four times last season did they win 1-0 in any competition. And away from home, the only time they did it was against Roma and Juventus, which is a little bit of a different uh, sort of fixture. Uh, New manager now, of course, Rudy Garcia. I've I've seen him plenty over the years and he's not really a 1-0 type of manager either. He, um, in fact, his last actual full season at Leon, he only won four games by that scoreline. So, if they win, they're probably it's not going to be one nil. So, I, I think it kind of makes sense actually to make this a plus money parlay. But for those you know listening, you want to keep it more more simple than straight on the nose is good. This TikTok thing is absolutely ridiculous, but I cannot believe whoever's in charge of this social media. I mean, TikTok, I I don't have it's it. A genius. I say. It's a genius. I don't have it. Um, it's, um... It's,
2: it's not for us, Steve. It's not for us. We are not the target audience. We don't. We don't get it. We are not supposed
3: to get it. If all four of us would get it, I'll be seriously worried. I think it's a <laughs> <laughs> the only Tik, the TikTok, the only TikTok, TikTok TikTok I know is that song. Remember it from Kesha? No, no, no. I know. Was... Yeah,
2: it's song. absolutely TikTok bonkers. It's bonkers. It's
3: bonkers.
0: I, I'm, 50... I, I'm 52 years old. I don't know who Kesha is, and I don't know what TikTok is. So, James, are you on TikTok?
1: No, I'm not on TikTok. No, I, I'm with Daniele on this one. I think, you know, we should probably sit this one out, shouldn't we? It's not for us. Whatever we say, the opposite is probably what they're looking for. So, uh, yeah, it's not, not my just, thing.
2: That, just to put the final word on it, Aussie Man has got bigger f- problems with Napoli, which is the contract renewal that is going on until the summer. So probably there is something much more pressing for him than a stupid TikTok video.
0: Uh, Ossiman is plus 100 to score Kavadat Scalia is plus 245 to score got his first of the season in midweek as uh, Danielli was pointing out let's get James's first selection here uh, Clermont versus Paris Saint-Germain is the game that we focus on uh, the uh, uh, Paris club are, are minus 240 very short as they nearly always are this is 11am uh, Saturday Eastern Danielli's first game incidentally 9am uh, Eastern on Saturday um, for all Paris Saint-Germain's poor start to the campaign Uh, James, they're only two points off the pace heading into the next match week, and they're still ridiculously short for the title. Um, uh, Steve highlighted uh, PSG on the Asian Handicap last week, and you've gone down a similar route here.
1: Yes, I'm back in Paris Saint-Germain here on the Asian Handicap. Minus 1.5 goal start, which is available at plus 115. So it's essentially a bet on PSG to win the game by two goals or more. I think this price is completely wrong uh, Dan I I agree totally with Steve and his handicap pick last week I don't think the market is reading PSG right because you're right they're not top of the table if you look just at their points it doesn't look like an outstanding start but they're actually playing really really well and they've got better as the season has gone on they were very good value last weekend for their 4-0 win against marseille they beat dormund in their match before that with no problems whatsoever you've got a chance here to back psg to win by two goals against the bottom club in league 1 i think it's too good an opportunity to miss i really do so yeah plus 115 to win by two goals down on psg i think it's a it's a really really strong shout this
0: James, are are they getting sneaky good, Paris Saint-Germain? I know it sounds ridiculous to say that, but I did watch the Dortmund game. Now, Dortmund might not be, you know, a good Dortmund vintage at the moment, but even so, they brushed. It it just looked like a a professional display. And I'm I'm lifting this from another podcast. It's almost like PSG had um, a bit of identity that they were a Galacticos team and now suddenly they look more like a proper team. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's come through in their performances, even the ones they haven't won this season, actually, Dan, that's come through. One piece of team news to flag up here. We're we're filming this about 48 hours before the game. We don't think Kylian Mbappe will start this match. He, He went off with an ankle injury against Marseille last week. They might not risk him because the game after this one is Newcastle United in the Champions League, which is a huge game. But the thing to point out here, are they weaker if Kylian Mbappe doesn't play? Yes, of course they are. Same as any team in the world. But they're much better now up front without him. We saw that last weekend against Marseille. He went off early in the game. It made hardly any difference because they've got Kolo who scored. They've got Gonzalo Ramos who scored a couple of games. And I think that feeds into what you're looking at, Dan. They've got players there in Kolo Mwani and Gonzalo Ramos that are happy, I wouldn't say happy, maybe that's the wrong word, but we will start on the bench and not complain, but are good quality when they come on. And that's something that PSG didn't have uh, last season underneath the Galactica. So you're looking at a PSG side here who can play for 90 minutes, you know, who've got better quality in key positions on the bench. So I think if Mbappe doesn't play uh, this weekend, my advice would be, you know, if you're someone that waits till the team news before placing your bet, I wouldn't let it put you off because I think even without him, their, their chances of winning by a couple of goals are really good here. This,
0: this is the interesting thing about that. And, and I mentioned to, to Nigel Sealy on the Premier League show about players who can move the market one way or the other. There was the big thing about Erling Haaland last season when he didn't play for Manchester City and City drifted. I mean, City actually scored more goals in the previous season collectively than they did when Haaland played. Um, for City last season. And it's, it's as if they were playing with 10 men. Now, there's not too many players who can move the market. I, I mean, Steve, Steve if, if Mbappé doesn't play, do Paris Saint-Germain and this bet get a little bit bigger?
3: Probably. I mean, I mean I we think...
0: we're, I'm not saying it's going to make a difference, as James has just explained, but just in terms of the price. Mm.
3: It, it, well, yeah, it should in theory, but I think the market is actually factoring in. They're, they're expecting him okay. not, to, not to play because... um, Is worth mentioning, obviously, that they've got the Newcastle fixture on the horizon. That's probably what's more of the focus is on. It's probably the only doubt I would have about this bet, actually, whether they're actually um, looking ahead past Clermont Foot. But, um, I mean, I would have had my house on James having this pick this week, knowing him (laughs) from last season. I would have absolutely no doubt about it whatsoever. Um, Poor Clermont. I mean, the problem is that they are... They probably have the worst squad in the league on paper. Um, Mets might have something to say about that, but they've, they've hung on and hung on for the last two years brilliantly. They've overachieved in all their metrics, and finally this season it's kind of gone the other way. And, um, yeah, PSG have won, they like this ground 6 1 and 5 0. They've won here the last two seasons so. It's really hard to to make a case for Clermont Foot. I think uh, you know it's interesting. James has took the more aggressive handicap here. I think on last year's show it would have been minus one point two five handicap, wouldn't it, James? But we're in this head-to-head contest. Every single cent matters. Um, I actually liked what I saw from PSG when Mbappe went off last week. I'm seeing hunger from the players Dan. like Kolarovani, Dembele, John Carlo Ramos. I think they want to prove a point. And I've not necessarily seen that in this PSG ranks in the last couple of years. So I think it was very encouraging for them. And uh, even if they're not actually focused, they should still push aside this Clermont side quite easily. And um, yeah, you're looking at sort of 3-0 feels about right here. I don't think Clermont will actually score. Uh, we've
0: had a plus one twenty pick from Danielli, plus one fifteen pick from James. Just throw this one back to Danielli very quickly. If Osimhen doesn't start, does, does the does the Napoli price change at all? Is he that important? Do we see price changes when Osimhen well, starts or doesn't or doesn't start?
2: Well, four goals in six games. Yeah, I think the the price was slightly was slightly changed, but I'm expecting him to start. Nonetheless, at the weekend, at the midweek, Simeone scored, Raspadori got a couple of goals, so Napoli got plenty of options as well. But yeah. I think the stats with both kind uh,
0: of Let's get um, Steve's hot dog, shall we? Because the hot dog has been barking loudly um, uh, recently. That's because uh, Steve has, has basically tipped up Hoffenheim to win for the last few weeks. Uh, because of the nature of our schedule and when we um, publish these shows, we, we've or um, we've sort of steered Steve away from Hoffenheim again. Would you pick them again, Steve, if they were playing on Sunday afternoon? Uh
3: they're plus two twenty to beat Dortmund, and if. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put anyone off that. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Would I have gone with them again? I probably would have liked the, the balls for this one, I think, because there's <laughs> other options. But um okay. The hot dog, the hot dog has been going well. And um, you know, I'm three and three now for that this season. Uh thanks for anyone who's been sending the comments in. As per always, it's the hot dog that seems to get any messages that I receive. Um this is the biggest. Going... This one is the biggest price that you've had so far this season. I think. Yes, I think it is. Uh, we're, we're going in France, and I'm going with Le Havre on the money line plus three ten to beat Lille. Now, uh, Lille are minus money here with Bet Rivers minus one twelve. And anyone who watched them on Wednesday night against Rounds at home, I don't think you could really stomach backing them at minus money at the moment. Um, it was such a poor performance from. From Lille, they look disjointed. Um, this is an easier fixture on paper, but La, La-, La- have actually impressed me. But if you'd said to me, I've, I've personally backed them the last two weeks. If you'd said to me pre season that, that after you know game round seven, I would have backed them three times, I, I would have been like, What you, you're coming down with, something? because I didn't fancy them to do well. Their manager, Luca Elner, Luca Elsner is. A coach who I never used to rate much. I thought he had a really poor season at Amia back in the COVID season. Um, I think he went to Standard Liège in Belgium and got sacked, averaging less than a point per game. I thought it was a terrible appointment for La Havre start of last season, but he, he got them promoted and he started the season really well. Uh, my big concern for Lahav was scoring goals this season. They didn't score many in the second tier last term. But, um, you know, do you know what's actually happened is, teams now feel like they have to beat them and they're a lot more open against Havre. And this coach has adapted really well. He's realised that and he's made them more offensively better. And they get more chances on the break, on the counter-attack. This could be a similar game to Lorient against Lille a few weeks ago where Lille were a shambles of a defensive performance and lost 4-1. For some reason, Lille are a very underachieving metrical side under this manager. Last season, they had the second most expected points, but... Underachieved by over nine goals in attack. Now, how how do you do that with Jonathan David in your team? It's really bizarre. The problem is, if he if he doesn't get into the game and he didn't on Wednesday night, the rest of the team just can't make up for him. So, if Lahav can keep David quiet, I think they can do really well here. They've got a whole week of rest. This coach is definitely improving himself tactically a lot. And and Lille, if they play like that again, they're going to really struggle. So, plus three ten on the money line. It could be a draw this one. But um, I think it's absolutely worth a nibble at these odds. There's no way I would touch Leal at minus money here, Dan. May as well get James' very quick thoughts
0: on that, given James is one of our league experts. Is, is that a, an interesting play for you?
1: Yeah, I think Le Havre surprised everybody, Dan, not just with getting more points than we thought, but as Steve has said, by playing a completely different style of football than we saw from them when they were promoted last season. I think the point about Jonathan David's a fair one. The Lille manager, Palau Fansaka, has complained almost every week about the fact that he does not have a backup striker in the squad. Which when you think about it's extraordinary, actually, for a club of Lille's size who are playing in Europe as well, they don't have a proper number two striker. And I think that puts too much responsibility on Jonathan David. He's going to have the odd off day. You know, it's going to happen. He's been a great goal scorer the last couple of years for Lille. But when he doesn't fire, as Steve said, you look at the bench at Lille, it's like, who can we bring on to get a goal? There's hardly anybody there. So I think that is a problem and will probably be a problem again this weekend.
0: Uh, let's get Daniel's second pick. Once again, we go to uh, Italy. Obviously, we uh, we got the boys' picks late. Wednesday night after the midweek or most of the midweek games in Italy uh, and I was quite surprised Danielli, that you picked Inter given that they were beaten by uh, Sassuolo uh, in midweek um, but you are sticking with them they are away at Salernitana maybe that's one of the reasons that you're sticking with them they're plus 600 Salernitana Inter uh, minus 230 this is Saturday 245 uh, Eastern talk us through your pick here.
2: Well, Inter, after the 5-1 win at the Derby, I think they suffered a little bit of hangover. Three bad games. They deserved to lose in Spain in the Champions League manager draw against Empoli, luckily, Luckler And against took the lead, but faded out. They seemed very, very weak and a bit uh, concerned in the fact that the physical form wasn't quite there. And yes, they picked up uh, the first defeat of the season, but now they travel to Salernitana, who haven't kept a single clean sheet in uh, six games. And if you look at the last we- season as well, it's only one clean sheet in the last 12. They got absolutely battered by an Empoli side that was in crisis, had not scored a single goal previously, had already changed the manager. Ochoa, the goalkeeper of Salernitana, had to make four important saves. Empoli expected goal was 2.30. So yes, a one nil win, was really perhaps they should have, have considered more. Considered 26 goals last season at Di uh, last year, uh, Salernitana. The big question mark is whether the top goal scorer, Bula Idea, is going to start. There were issues with this transfer that didn't happen uh, for to Wolverhampton in the last day of the uh, transfer market. Look, statistically, this is a mismatch. Top against bottom for expected points. If you look at expected points based on expected goals, Salernitana are out of the bottom three, only on goal difference they got last season, the first worst defence in Serie a. I think Inter should be able to win this one.
0: Okay, Inter to win, but you've put a bit of a cherry on top to get a, a plus money selection for us,
2: Daniel. Inter win and Lautaro Martinez to score. That goes plus 120. So, um, I mean, in this act to head, you have to go with the big money prizes. Lautaro Martinez didn't score against Sassuolo, but came close at the end. Five goals in four games against Salernitana for Martinez, I think. These things play on a striker's mind. Arnaudovic is injured, so Inter have to go with Martinez and Turam from the start again. Um, all the away games this season for Inter have been under 2.5 goals. Uh, lost, as I mentioned, against uh, Sassuolo. Mistakes from Sommer. They need a reaction. They can't really afford another draw here as they did last season. Inter win and Lautaro Martinez to be on the score sheet. Plus, 100.
0: Steve Martinez, a bit of a streaky striker, isn't he? Um, Inter taken to bounce back. What's your thoughts on this one?
3: Yeah, I mean, he does go very hot and then very cold, doesn't he? I think mean, he scored in his first three games and, and now he's drawn a blank. I, I was looking into him, I didn't actually realize he was the captain, mm. um, which is very interesting. Um, I, I this is really a bet I think on Martinez to score because Inter will win the game, Salernitana. I, I had them pre-season, I think, as my relegation pick in this league. They just lost to Empoli and and Empoli are terrible, by the way. I mean, there's some really poor teams at the bottom of Serie A right now, in my opinion. There's shockingly poor metrics and, and all sorts of bad results. Um Intel get the result here, especially off the back of a loss. Sassuolo are actually one of those wildcard teams who can beat anyone on the day, can't they? So I wouldn't actually hold it that much against them, even though it was at home. Um, this should be a clear, clear away win. We're talking probably multiple goals from Inter, so then it's just a question whether Martinez can get himself on the score sheet. I don't know their penalty situation will he be on penalties. Daniele, he's
2: not the penalty taker, it's Chalanolu, but he's the second penalty taker. So, you know, depending if high scoring game, I take one, but uh, I, f- I fancy him to have chances against uh, mm, a Salernitana it. defense yeah. that is not better than last season,
3: yeah. So, he's, he's you know, it's good value for Daniele again. You know, you could just take him straight to score, or you could look it into handicaps. But you know, within this head to head, we're looking for uh, you know decent plus money plays. I think is it plus one hundred and twenty, Danny This is yeah, that's uh, plus one hundred and twenty. Yeah, yeah it's, it just comes down to, to to the scorer, I think, in this one, Dan. I
2: mean, any any other day, any other time, and Dan knows me from doing the show last season. Probably I would have taken an inter Asian handicap minus zero point seventy five mm. or minus money, but because he's ahead to head, because he's ahead to head, you got you you got to win. You can't just you just can't. Think about, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna turn a small profit. you got to win. I
3: like this. To be, this. We be get, fair, we... Daniele, just to be, to be fair, the handicap is huge on Inter. It's I think it's minus 1.25 or even minus 1.5 in places. That's so risky.
2: That's, where, that's risky. Yeah, considering they won 1-0 at Empoli, 2-0 at Cagliari, and Real, at, as, I mean, Ciudad Real, that's, that, they didn't do very well. I, I think it's risky.
0: Uh, so, Daniele's second pick, plus 120, uh, the odds for that one, that's Inter to win and Martinez to score. We've got another plus 120 pick from James, all plus money picks this week. Uh, we go once again to France, James, Lorient, Montpellier, um, two teams with identical records, uh, but you can split them with your selection, sort of. Talk us through your play.
1: Yeah. so my, my play here, Dan, is on uh, Lorient, draw no bet or zero on the Asian handicap market. It's the same thing, at home to Montpellier. And they're available at plus 120. So the prices here to me look completely wrong. As you've said, these are two teams with identical records. They're both one win, three draws and two defeats so far this season. So they're neck and neck in the league in the league table. And yet Lorient at home are a much bigger price to win than Montpellier. Lorient are plus 200 to win the game. And Montpellier are plus 125. And it's those prices that then give you, well, it's great. It's a chance to back Lorient. Uh, Zero on the Asian handicap uh, plus money. So I've looked at this every which way, Dan. Um, Looked at the form of the two teams, not just in terms of those league results, but how have they played uh, from watching the games. Looked at some of the stats. Um, I don't think we need to worry too much about team news here. There's nobody I can see crucial for either side that's going to be missing. It's very, very difficult to know why Lorient, as the home side, are so much bigger than Montpellier. And and that was really my thinking here. It's like too good an opportunity to back a team in what looks like a 50-50 matchup uh, to at the very least avoid defeat at plus money. It's it's just too good to miss.
0: Uh, This is Sunday, 11.05 Eastern in the morning. Incidentally,
3: uh, Steve, do you concur with James's thoughts? Well, I have to concur because this is actually a bet I took on Monday myself. Um, It's... uh... I actually didn't expect James to have this as a pick, but um, I thought he might go with the lean he has later. I was pretty sure he would go with that one. But um, he's absolutely right. The prices are wrong for this game. Now, I don't. most of us kind of, before we see odds, we kind of make up our own odds, what we think is fair, what we want. And um, I had, I've got some numbers here. I, I have Lorient as a minus 0.25 favourite about even money in this game, which would imply and the estimations of percentages, 42% home win chance, 31% draw and 27% away. Uh, the implied numbers from Bet Rivers suggest that Montpellier have a 40% chance of winning this game. Now, I disagree completely with that. And there will yeah. be people watching this show who disagree with that. But if you, over 100 matches, if you betted on Lorient at plus 120 on a draw no bet or Asian handicap zero, you're going to be making over 20 units. And over 10 bets... Even if, a lot, if, if it was a 4-3-3 split over 10 bets, four Longant wins, three draws, three Montpellier wins, you'd make 1.8 unit profit from 10. And that's, you know, it's 18%. So this is statistically and percentagely long-term. These are the situations you get an edge on the book. If you believe that, then you've got to go with it. And uh, I'm certainly in agreement with uh, James here, but this price stood out completely wrong. But that's where this makes this betting industry so fascinating because there will be some people watching the show who think that Montpellier deserve to be favourites.
1: Well, one thing to say here as well, Dan, this happened on Lorient games at home this time last year. I, think, I don't know if Steve remembers from the show, but they were they were really long odds regularly during the autumn last season to win at home. Now, if you look at their home form, you might think, well, they keep being long odds at home. Maybe their home form is really, really poor, but it, it's not. They're unbeaten in three at home this season, and they've only actually lost six at home, in 22 matches since the start of last season. So every which way you look at this, it's very difficult to make a case here for the prices. I, I simply think they're wrong. And I think for, for people out there, it's just too good an opportunity to miss. There's one Martin, thing I'll one. just
3: say, Dan. Yeah. Um, there is a very weird head-to-head here. And I don't know, this might be a factor. I don't really look at head-to-heads. But Montpellier have won to nil on all their last three visits to this stadium, which I think is a bit of an anomaly. It is a bit of a, it's a difficult place to go. And um, so I don't know whether that's factored in. I can't believe it would be. um... I don't know. I don't know whether how how the higher work
0: it out. I I would have thought it might be an element of of some rating system. We need Will White on the show to talk about that. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm not a massive head to head fan. Certainly, you know, you can delve back into the archive. It's different players, different coaches. A lot of the time, it 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 seems irrelevant. But we think that the uh, the market makers have got this one wrong. James likes uh, Lorient plus not on the Asian handicap. Um, against Montpellier at home at plus 120. Uh, we've had two picks from Italy, two picks from France for our head-to-head challenge. Of course, we like to get Steve's bets as well. And Steve, you are Bundesliga bound for both of your picks this week. Talk us through your best bets on the weekend card.
3: Yes, I'm starting with Bochum against Borussia Mönchengladbach. And you knew I'd be delving into Bochum again soon, Dan. Um <laughs> I think they're terrible, they're, they're, especially defensively. They've got an absolute spanking last week by Bayern Munich, seven nil, uh, which was expected. They were, I think, they were a plus three and a half Asian handicap dog. So in a way, we can't hold it against them too much, can we? But they're a shocking. See, I can't believe that Borussia Mönchengladbach are plus one eighty five dog here. I mean, that's wrong, surely. Um, I think the reason is because they're, they're winless so far and they're, they're also conceding goals left, right and centre. The bet I'm going with is the Gladback team total goals over one and a half at plus one twelve. I mean, I, I think this is a madness. I mean, a plus, plus money just to score two goals against this Bochum defence, which in, in the two home games, they've had a couple of one-all draws. One of those was against Dortmund in a local derby, which is completely different, where they actually had a different formation. And the other match was a one-all draw where the the expected goals were through the roof, and they got very, very lucky. If you, anyone would fancy scoring two goals against this defense right now, absolutely anyone. So I'm um, no hesitation backing Munch and Gladbach at plus money. They may well win the game, but and I looked at the overs as well. The goal lines at three, but taking this, it covers the zero-two score, two-one to Gladbach, a full winner, and also three-nil or greater and it's a full winner. So I'd just rather put it in their hands to score the two goals, Dan. And um, even I might even be able to tempt James into a bet in this game because one of his old favourites, Frank Honorat, is plus 300 to score any time against Bochum here. Minus yes. 132 for a shot on target.
1: It's a yes from me. Get on him all day. I love Frank Honorat. Great player in League One for years. Um, yes,
0: There you go. There's a lean for you. Uh, That's Bochum Gladbach. What about Mainz Leverkusen? Are we looking at the goal line again, Steve, on this one?
3: Goals. Yeah, over three goals here. minus. I think minus one twenty one. the last time I looked. I I really think Leverkusen are a tremendous side. Second or third best in this country now at the moment, along with Leipzig. Um, They're the real deal. Jabby Alonso, they're saying he's going to be the next Real Madrid manager, don't they? And I can see why. Full of goals this team... um, just the style they play and also the quality they've got up front. Victor Boniface is a is an interesting striker. Could he go in the same direction as like an and just explode? Is this the season that he does it in Well, he's in the right sort of, of side? And, and this is the right sort of opponent because Mainz, I've got to admit, probably of all the Bundesliga teams, I actually know less about them. I don't tend to watch too many of their games, but if you look at the stats, it's not good for Mainz. A lot of goals conceded this season. They're actually bottom of the table. Um, or the bit on goal difference. There's quite a few poor teams down at the bottom of Bundesliga as well right now. It's just a simple case that Leverkusen really should be too strong. I looked at the handicap here as well, minus 0.75 on, on by Leverkusen. But I prefer the goals because they they do give up some chances to the visitors here. Um, it's going to be a theme over the next few weeks. Um, I, I will be betting on by Leverkusen overs a lot. I think I already did it in the Europa League. And um, they're just one of them sides that are right on my radar for really entertaining football and, and styles. And uh, unless mine suddenly just try and shut up shop, I don't even think they're capable of doing it, really. Then this there should be at least three goals, over three goal line. There's a push if there's three goals exactly, but I think we're looking at four or more, really, Dan.
0: Two bets in the Bundesliga from Steve. Let's get some liens. I don't think we've got the record of our liens this season. We'll have to get Joe who does all our stats to sort of top them all up to see if we're, we're winning or not. I, I get the sense that we probably are because we have some very good leans. We've got one from Danieli, one from James, a couple uh, from Steve. Uh, let's rattle through these, shall we? Danielle, what's your lean? Sunday, uh, midday, Eastern time, the game that you're focusing on?
2: It's Atalanta-Juventus uh, both in the top four. The lean is... Uh x2 and under 3.5 goals plus 102 so Juve not to be defeated at the stadio Pazzurri really d'Italia <coughs> difficult to read Juventus so they take one step forwards and two backwards they got uh, pummeled by Sassuolo then against Lecce uh, clean sheet and no shots on target for the visitors I think Juventus probably in this moment that they're looking for their identity they're gonna revert to the old version of themselves Be solid, compact, probably a low block and try to hit Atalanta on the counter. Atalanta, on the other hand, get three home clean sheets and another clean sheet on their travel to Verona. So out of a sudden they become extremely solid. Well, I don't know. But Atalanta played one more game in the last two weeks because they were in Europa League and maybe maybe they're slightly tired coming into this one Juventus didn't play in Europe of course if you watch the game as Swallow, you would never imagine that because they lost but I think they're not going to lose against Atalanta here by the way I do look ahead to heads. the last four games same managers same teams most of the same players all under 4.5 goals Juventus unbeaten in four against Atalanta. I don't think they're going to lose it.
0: Uh, just very, very quickly, Daniel. I, I, I did that Sassuolo-Juventus game for, yeah. for the TV here. And uh, we talked last week about, you know, we're going to find out whether whether it's worth something that Juve aren't playing in Europe. We, we're still not the wiser, are we, really?
2: Oh, we don't, know. we don't know. Because if they if if they approach the game that way, with a lack of intensity and hang. I mean, the first shots on target was the goal of Chiesa, 77 minutes. Yeah, there are no value for fighting for the Scudetto. Allegri says the objective is finishing fourth. That's just the minimum they should be there or thereabouts. We'll probably we'll find out in February when uh, you know knockout rounds start.
0: Uh, James, what's your lean? It's a selection that Steve thought might be one of your official plays.
1: Yeah, and it was very close to that. My lean here, uh, Dan, is Rance to win at home to Leon, which is available at plus. 112. Um, There's a a general point here to make about Rance, Dan. I think if you're a casual follower of League One, in your head, you probably group Rance with Brest, Claremont, as one of these sides who are really just looking to avoid relegation. That has all changed now. Rance spent £40 million on new players in the summer. £40 Blows out of the water any previous transfer dealings that they've had. This is a team aiming for a top six place. This season, they're currently in fifth place, highly ambitious, got a very good manager. Leon, too much to talk about there. They're in complete mm. chaos on and off the pitch. Mm. The main point for Leon on this game is Alexandra Lacazette, the only player in their squad who can score goals, is suspended. So I think this is a great chance to back Rance to win at home at plus money. That's Rance to win at plus 112.
0: Uh, Steve, you've gone to Spain for us here. First of all, Girona Real Madrid. What a season Girona uh, having here. You've got a couple of plays in this one for us.
3: Yeah, I thought we'd better get a bit of La Liga uh, on the show. And Girona, I have to say, I, I credit Ruri here for-, for getting me interested in this team. You know, that that match where he had on Monday night. I think we all had our eyes on them, didn't we? And yeah, I watched them and I'm like, wow, this this team are well worth backing on the overs probably most yeah. weeks. And they're playing some really good football. So they've got Real Madrid this weekend. And um, th- they were nearly my dog, actually. Plus two, I like, There's two picks I like here. I think Girona are worth a nibble on the money line at plus 270. They beat them last season here, 4-2. And over 2.75 is probably the safer play at minus 121. I w- th- they were nearly my uh, hot dog of the week. But I was watching Real Madrid last night. And Vinicius Jr. came on as a substitute. Now, in my mind, I thought he was out until after the next international break. That's a massive boost for Real Madrid and it might be the difference maker. So that put me off Girona. But this tide, under, managed by Michel, I have to say they are playing some great football. Um, really high XG, so metrically they're, they're not being lucky or anything. Um, and well worth backing the goals and, and maybe a little bit of a, a, an underdog here against Real Madrid.
0: Uh, and Monday, 3pm Eastern, you've got to play for us as well.
3: Yeah, Las Palmas against Celta. I've, I've probably watched Las Palmas more than any other La Liga team this season, and um, they are. Um, the, the, the lean is under two point two five goals at minus one eighteen. They are. They have a combination of overachieving defensively and underachieving offensively. So that everything that sort of concoction usually leads to unders. Every single one of their matches under two point five so far. The thing with Las Palmas that impresses me the most, they've got a goalkeeper, Alvaro Valles. I'd never heard of him before, but every time I watch him play, he makes some really good saves. He's one to watch, I think. 26-year-old, contract's up in 2024. And that's why they're overachieving at the back. This guy makes some phenomenal saves. You go, the Celta tra- here travelling to Gran Canaria. its I'm not saying it's a tough place to go, <laughs> but it's a, it's a sort of a weird awkward place to go isn't it you know um far. It, it, it's, it's far if anything it's very far from celta from vigo from the north of spain yeah. three it's hours just, you the three hours on the i wouldn't point. mind i don't mind uh, going to Glan canaria either. but i don't think the players really want to be traveling out there too often i think it's gonna be a dump uh, squib of a game could be nil nil one nil either way and um you know if you look at the the style of both teams as well. They're in the, they're, they're down towards the bottom of the table. It could be a nervous encounter. So uh, I think the goal line should actually be two or even 1.75 down. So to get the 2.25 goal line, you still win half if it's exactly two goals. So that's what my lean would be on this Monday night fixture.
0: Those are the leans from the boys. Let's just get a reminder of the picks. Danielle, your two official picks for the head-to-head challenge
2: are... So both games on Saturday, lecce Napoli. Napoli win and over 1.5 gold, plus 120. salerno inter Inter win and Lautaro-Martinez to score, plus 120. James?
1: Paris Saint-Germain, minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap, away at Clermont at plus 115. And Lorient, plus zero on the Asian handicap, at home to Montpellier, at plus 120.
0: This is Steve's favorite bit of the show. He waits for the. He absolutely loves this bit. He just thinks this is this is where I can shine. This is it. The focus is on me. <laughs> who's who's going to win? going to win the head-to-head challenge? Steve, we're seven weeks in. You're naught from six. I'm not going to. If if you don't get it right this week, I won't mention it again. I promise you. They're all plus money picks. Good picks so you, from our boys. Well, Come
3: I, on. You're going to be taking over from me on this production <laughs> at the end of the show soon, Dan. Um, oh from oh, it's difficult because again i don't dislike any of the picks so i'm gonna what i'm doing now is i'm going kind of by the form book and you were right this seems to be a very difficult championship to defend so i'll just say james because i think is he the only one that's actually defended is that oh james is the only one so, so it seems a difficult, difficult it's, hard it's hard a, it's a difficult back. one it's a difficult one to defend but i i don't i like all the picks
0: but if all the picks come up i think danielle's got the better odds i think
3: yeah, plus 120. He, yeah, so. I think he would win by 0.05. I mean, one thing I will say Dan, we are definitely due a week where um someone if not both I'll actually have a clean sweep. So yeah. that's going to come up pretty soon. Just yeah, I reckon. I, I reckon you could be right. I think he could be this
0: weekend. Let's hope so. Uh, Steve, Danieli, James, thanks for your company. Good luck to all. We'll keep school throughout. We'll be posting on Twitter over the course of the weekend to keep everyone up to date. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time European Show. Uh, I'll be back uh, alongside Steve next week, of course, as will one of Danieli or James, who will be taking on professional better Will White. Stay across all of Bet Rivers content this weekend via at Because We Win. From all of us for now, though, it is goodbye.